Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, so this... um bit of a video popped up. I think this is from when Travis Kelsey was doing a reality show back in 2016, back when he was still looking for love back in the day, early in his career. <laughs> He's found it now, but ah, uh, yeah, yeah. This was wait, this was part of his reality show? I believe so. It yeah, was. Okay. Yeah, I believe so. So he did a uh, this bit of video popped up on TMZ this week and it's um you know, the, the old game, kiss, marry, kill. You get presented with three different options, and you go, okay, well, kiss means you're just there for kind of a short-term thing. Marry means this is my long-term choice. And then, obviously, kill is purely metaphorical. It just means we're choosing to do away with this one right oh, Well, no, it's a metaphor. Well, it's an imaginary game where, imaginary. like, if you had to, then yeah. you would kill them. It's right. not a metaphor. Yeah. It's a, yeah, they, no, you would kill them if this was the choice and you had to kill them. Right. Let's, let's call it what it is, Sean. Don't okay. try to sugarcoat it. I am it. sugarcoating if you're, it. If you're in this situation where everybody, yep. the world's going to get blown up unless you play this game, then mm. you need to kill, 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 kill Seth wants this to kill person. me right now. Because Catching of the uh, Kelsey was the name of the... Catching Kelsey, show. yep. So, um, so he was given three choices by the, uh, the interviewer here. And the three choices, just in case it's not captured in the audio, Ariana Grande, Katy Perry, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, Katy Perry. Kill Mary Kiss. Um, damn, that's <laughs> messed up. I don't want to kill any of them. <laughs> well, you um, know... Um, it's just a game. Uh, just a game. Uh, it's going to be harder kill. to find real love. Uh, you got to play yeah. this game. Right. What is it? Kill? Kill, marry, kiss. Ari- Ariana is okay. kill. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately. Love you, but you're, you're gone. Okay. Um, and then uh, Taylor Swift would be the kiss. And then Katy Perry. What's the last one? Katy Perry. Katy Perry would marry. be the... Yeah, Katy marry, Perry, Perry would be the He's man. like, yeah. Mm. All right. So mm. is, that, is that video coming back to haunt him now, do you think? Eight years later, that didn't, uh, uh, didn't those two have a feud? Didn't Katy Perry and Taylor Swift probably, have a feud of some I sort? I don't know. I lose track I of all did. these feuds. Did they? Yeah, I feel okay. like uh, the other thing too is if we're going to go down to like I don't know, maybe at that point he doesn't know any of them personally, theoretically. Uh, like if he's basing it on physical attributes or something, you know. Katy Perry's built a little bit different than Taylor Swift. A little bit. A little Might bit. Might make me feel like, oh, what's changed since then? Yeah. Oh, Taylor Swift is a billionaire. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I, like, at that point, was Katy Perry the more successful, like, maybe historically more successful artist? They I don't know. They were Taylor both Swift sold, pretty sold damn. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't know who I don't know who was considered better at that point. I'm not sure. I'd say this is bad. I spell, I'd say this spells death for the relationship. Okay. Death. You brought this up the other day, and we're going to get to the. We're going to play this very same game with Texans free agency here in a minute. But as long as we're talking about Travis here for a second, mm-hmm. I, I'm. I mean, look, you see players partying in the off season all the time. I don't know, man. Like this, this does feel like if you're if you're somebody who's waiting, lining up, waiting for the Chiefs for the bricks to begin to fall out of the wall in this Chiefs dynasty. As yeah. long as Mahomes is the quarterback, they're always going to be in it. 
But if you're somebody who's waiting for the Travis Kelsey train to finally go off the rails a little bit, I feel like this offseason is progressing just the way you want it to right this, now. This last season had the feel of it right up until the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, and then Kelsey did like kind of a Gronk thing in the playoffs Dialed where all of a sudden playoff experience, yeah. savvy, and just get, like making the final push is enough to get through and be your old self. Yeah. Remember last year, it was... Uh, like I remember just the, in the off season going into training camp and then in training camp, you realize, wow, Travis Kelsey's in a lot of commercials, like way more than I ever remembered seeing him a in a lot, a lot of commercials. And it felt like, all right, he's, he, he's, he's cashing in for one big last jaunt before the end of this. He went full bore in on like publicly courting uh, Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. all that, that, yeah, maybe, uh, I, I, him like traveling to Australia and then wherever else Taylor Swift's going to be on tour this year. And I, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if Travis Kelsey is the guy who's built to be able to handle that kind of life and also then still produce. Cause he was immature when he was younger and he kind of had to learn how to limit and avoid distraction and stay focused. Yeah. And now I feel like this might bring out some of his worst elements, not to mention when he realizes like, Oh, wow. If uh, like I'm actually like pretty well taken care of by this by this Taylor, I uh, gotta hang on to her. Yeah, <laughs> gotta hang on to her. If I were him, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you gotta treat her right. Yeah, but I feel like he's built for that. Yeah, I don't. I just I also wonder if he's gonna have some embarrassing episodes where she realizes like, oh, Dude, all right, like, he did the <laughs> freaking parade. He was a mess. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know if she'd think that was that. I'm thinking more about like within the music industry. Okay. Like if she's talking, if she's talking to some super important producer or something, oh. and he's like, he's like putting whoopee cushions he, under. He gives him a wet and, willy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Noogies are coming. Hey. Like zero attention span. Like after two minutes of conversation, be like, hey, is there like is there a good place for barbecue around here? Right, right. Yeah. Grabs him in a headlock. Hey, Rupert, how you doing? He's noogie in his head. I'd also like to point out how funny it is that in the hypothetical game of kill, marry, kiss, mm-hmm. like the original one is yeah. kill, marry, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. have relations with. Right, right, right. It's like, oh, well, of those two things, no, definitely keep kill. But we can't be, we can't be speaking about hypothetically right, right, making right. love to somebody. Right. No. Yeah. yeah. It's... Kill is fine, but not the making love part. Right, right. So, well, you know, and for, for purposes of what we're about to do, I think at seven o'clock in the morning, kiss is yeah. probably a better thing to use. So, so let's apply this same concept. To Texans free agency. Seth, okay. I've got four positions of need for the Texans. I've got three okay. names at each one. Okay. And I want you to tell me, Kiss is going to be basically a one-year contract. Mary okay. is a multi, just to keep it simple, a multi-year contract. Oh, okay. Kill is, don't want this guy. Okay. All right. Running back, Saquon okay. Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry. Uh, Derek Henry, I would like to do a two-year deal with, but like a one-year deal would make sense. I don't. Th- I think he'll have options other than a one-year deal. But uh, yeah, very short-term deal with Derek Henry. Derek Henry. I would. Uh, so I'd kiss Derek Henry. Yep. I would uh, kill Saquon Barkley. That's obvious. Like, in yes. a heartbeat. Yes. Like I wouldn't even think about it or feel. <laughs> there'd be no part of me. They'd be like, I just took a human life. Like, None of that. Sniper. Uh, and yes. then Josh Jacobs. I would uh, if I had to. Like I, I don't. I don't like the idea of giving any running back a lucrative contract with Josh Jacobs. Would be yeah, Mar- we, like, we kind of walked into a bar like, I don't know if I really want to marry any of these chicks, but I guess yeah. if I have to marry one, it'll be that guy in a Raiders 8 jersey over there. Yeah. This is actually really a, more appropriate for football than a lot of other things. Yes. it is. Like Saquon Barkley, in a lot of respects, sure, he's, he's marriage material, but no, I'll just kill him. Yeah. Just kill him. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right, defensive tackle. Kiss, marry, kill. Kiss a one-year deal. Marry, multi-year deal. Kill. Want no part of him. Justin yeah. Matabike, Christian Wilkins, Chris Jones. Oh, okay. Chris Jones kiss because I think he's motivated. Like he's a guy that needs constant motivation and like yeah. a carrot dangling in front of his face, and like it seems it. to work out really well with him. Um, so, Mar- oh boy, you like know, both so these get- guys. Boy, I like both. I really like uh, Christian Wilkins and Matabike. Yeah, I would say. I mean, it's unreal. Hmm. Oh boy. So I've already killed Chris Jones. No, you kissed. Marry... You, you, you kissed Chris Jones. Oh, I kissed Chris Jones. Yeah, yeah. Ah, I didn't want to kiss him. All right, you can I can't kill take him. Back, you though. can still. You can take. I it can. Back. Yeah. All right. I guess I'll kill him because, but like, what? I mean, he's never like he's probably going to get franchised. Right. 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 So, right, so yeah. kill him. Yeah. Um, and then I would do, I would do uh, a Christian Wilkins. I would. Oh, I th- I think Christian Wilkins is going to get a deal that's more accurate. Um, I think Matabike 
is playing in a defense that gives him a lot, of, a lot of opportunity to be one on one. Yeah. So I think he's going to get paid way more than he probably should. So I would only, I would do him on a one year deal if, if we had our brothers. Yeah. Uh, Wilkins had a long track record of just being a super solid player. Yes. And I think he's going to. I very, very much trust giving him a boatload of money. Yeah, he's going to perform afterwards. You, the the point I can't shake about Matabike that you have made is the double yeah. team. The, the fact that he faces almost no double teams on that defensive yeah. line, and almost any team he goes to, he's going to be facing more of those. Which yeah. is why he would be kiss for me because I want him on the team. Yeah. But I want to kind of see how it is for a year. Yeah. You know, and I, yeah. I, I want to live together. You know, like let's live together for a year and yeah. see how it is. Wilkins, it's a hard game. Yeah, it's fun though. Um, all right, defensive end. Jonathan Grenard, Josh Allen, Brian Burns. Oh, boy. Ooh. Kiss, Mary, oh. kill. I really like John Grenard. This is going to be – I wish we were playing this game. Can we change it to not be kill anymore? And it's just maybe you like put him into a coma? You were the Can one I put him in a coma? <laughs> yes. Can you get long for, COVID? For the, Can I get uh, – uh, Yes, you get one – you get one tuberculosis you, still a thing. Do people get that? You get I, one. Uh, can I give one of these guys tuberculosis? You get one coma wild card that you can use <laughs> in this exercise. Yeah. All right. Hey, here's what I was going to say. Uh, this is actually I'm having a hard time right now in my dream free agency scenario trying to figure out if we give Josh Allen the market rate, which would be like four years, 110 million. Yeah. Or you pay John Grenard three years, 50 million. Yeah. <sighs> I man, I really like Grenard, and the thing about Grenard, but Josh Allen, Josh Allen is top three in sacks, top five in total pressures, um, but he's also on a team that blitzed a fair amount, mm. not a not a boatload, but he had like he had a few kind of you know free runs to the quarterback yeah, more yeah. so than Jonathan Grenard. But I will, I'd give Josh, I'd give Josh Allen the long term contract. Marry Josh Allen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd, I'd marry Josh Allen. Yep. Now, do you kill Brian Burns? I'm sorry. Do you put I Jonathan mean, I, Grenard in a coma? I, I put Jonathan Grenard in a coma, and then I and then I kiss Brian Burns. Yeah, one year deal for Brian Burns. I could see yeah. that. I could see that. Um, it's hard. It's hard because you've got at least two guys that I want to give a long term contract in yeah, each one of these it's scenarios. It's fun. Yeah. All right, this one may be a little. Killing has been surprisingly easy. <laughs> yeah, you've, well, other than Grenard, <laughs> I feel like uh, the, the the Barry. The did you watch the HBO miniseries Barry? I did not. I need well, to. I've, this is pretty early in the series. I'll tell you, he was like a Marine Corps sniper. But one of the conflicts he has. This is, I guess, is the spoiler alert, everybody, for ten seconds. Um, he kind of realizes, like, eh, yeah, I was good at killing people, and it didn't bother me all that much. So and that was, and that caused the conflict for him that it didn't bother him. That's how I am right now. <laughs> That's where you uh, are. Oh, okay. Um, um, last one, wide receiver, okay. Mike Evans, mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley, Odell Beckham Jr. Well, I'd kill Calvin Ridley, okay. uh, and I'd take odds that, on how long it would take him to die. That was easy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, one year, Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, boy. I, I, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about the Odell Beckham Jr. part. Uh, <laughs> I, I I'd, was, give a, I'd give a one year to OBJ. Kiss OBJ, um, yep. Yeah, because he puts butts in seats and on the Instagram and his press uh, conferences his press conferences will be fun too and the yeah. old man yeah complaining yeah. about not getting the ball enough that that would give us if the Texans are having a mediocre season then we get some nice OBJ senior drama along yeah, the way I don't feel good about long-term contracts for any of these guys but I'd give Mike Evans like maybe is, is that age adjusted for long term yeah it's, it's just multi-year it's certainly not gonna be like a four-year deal or no something no it's like just that. that's why I said for purposes of this exercise to keep it simple just multi-year deal you know so yeah. So marry Mike Evans, kill with great ease. It sounds like Calvin Ridley. I know Calvin Ridley was a disappointment for the for me this year, which which ended up being nice for me. It's just that now there was an argument in Jacksonville that it seemed like okay as long it was only when Calvin Ridley was healthy that I don't know. Yeah, I just uh, there's there's too they much were there. they, when he was good they were good. I think was the stat like when Calvin yeah. Ridley put up numbers the then. Jacksonville was good, but he was very. He had a thousand yards receiving, but it was like a thousand and two yards and he receiving. Just wasn't on the same page, yeah. um, with Trevor Lawrence. Like I don't, I don't need somebody that can't follow the rules either of route running or not gambling. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, yes. I, I can't. I mean, the way he got caught, honestly. The way he got caught for gambling was so stupid and dumb I, that I just, I, I can't do it. I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, I don't want Calvin Ridley either. I, I don't. Um, Payne and Pendergast with you. All right, that was fun. 
little kiss, Mary kill free agency. So I killed style. three people and put one in a coma. Yeah, that's a good segment for you right there. That's uh, that's that's that, that's uh, you're, you're, I think your day is done here. You, Can we done do one tomorrow that's called kill, kill, kill? I think I could easily get that game together. <laughs> we'll just do it by different. Easily. Which, how would you kill this? Would you guy? Would you kill this guy slowly while staring into his eyes? Russell so Wilson. He could, so could, could see the light leave his. Eyes. Here we go. Let's play a game called Kill, Kill, Kill. We call this Dexter. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. There we go. All right. Oh man. Uh, all right, Payne and Pendergast with you on a uh, on a on a Tuesday. Um, people texting in, <laughs> weighing in on this. Some of these texts are not readable at this time in the morning, but I appreciate the uh, sentiments of humor. Sean, what's your promo code on Prize Picks? Six one zero six ten is my promo code on Prize Picks. So I, I will read that text. Um, People are asking for your wish list oh, in okay. free agency, yeah. Seth. Do we want right. to? Do we want to save that? We've only got a couple uh, minutes. No, I, can, here. I go through it real quick, okay. honestly, because it's uh, you start throwing too many names out here, and like free agency of the draft, and it gets it's tough for people that are just driving through crappy traffic. Yep. Um, I, like at the running back position, my dream, my dream scenario would be that Derrick Henry really just wants to play one-year contracts from here on out, and he wants to sign a one-year deal with voidable years, so it's very easy or whatever for the Texans. And um, he's a guy who thrived in an outside zone scheme with Arthur Smith especially. There's a big part of his his, his veteran mentorship, I think, that could help this team out a lot in that regard. He doesn't need to be a bell cow. He would almost be like a... He would be like Rex Burkhead, Sean, but much, much better than Rex Burkett. <laughs> so that's my dream. My dream is that he specifically wants to go play with C.J. Stroud, who he spent time talking to at the Pro the Bowl, Pro Bowl the yeah. Sure did. Sure uh, did. Josh, I told you, Josh Allen and John Grenard, I'm very conflicted with. Like, I either want to put him in a coma or sign him because mm-hmm. uh, I love John Grenard. I think he's way better than, than, than people realize, mm-hmm. and yet – Josh Allen is just super productive. He's not the ideal body size that I really want for the, the physicality of this defense, but he's good versus the run. So I would go Josh Allen, four years, $110 million. Okay. Okay, off-ball linebacker, I've got options where it's either Patrick Queen, and I know some people, like myself included, are worried about whether pa- – like, I don't think either Patrick Queen or Christian Harris are at their best when they also have to be the play caller. Yeah. I got to, I got to like, look, it's up to you, Christian Harris. You got to become the green dot guy and be the play caller. Mm -hmm. You're ready. You've been in this defense for a year. Sign Patrick Queen. If they can't get Patrick Queen, I'd I'd like Levante Davis on on a short term deal. That's a cheapie. That's going to be a cheapie. That's going to be like a one year, five, six million dollar deal. I love that idea. I think he's still very good in coverage. Like, I even thought about Bobby Wagner, but I think Bobby Wagner's coverage skills have dropped off more. Yep. Uh, Defensive tackle, I want Christian Wilkins. No big deal. Four years, ninety-two million dollars, whatever. And um, it, and on, then it it at cornerback. Mm-hmm. Like I know a lot of people are falling in love with Xavier Howard because of the name and whatnot. But Stephen Nelson's been better than Xavier Howard the last couple of years, and I think he'll probably get less money because it, there's less bling there. Uh, if they bring back Stephen Nelson, I think that helps. It, it an affordable two-year deal, like. 15, 16 million dollars, I think that opens up the door for more spending because there's still more positions you need. The running back, I'm not opposed to signing two guys, drafting somebody. You just you need people at running back. Yeah, right I think now. they're gonna blow up that room. That's my that's my prediction. The running so back. So we would room. end up with Josh Allen, Patrick Queen, Christian Wilkins, and uh and then just re-sign uh, uh, uh Steven Nelson. There you go. <laughs> that's a lot of money. It's good. That's only two marquee signings, though. Uh, Christian Milk. Uh, oh, three. That would be yeah. three. Yeah, it was. Uh, it would be Patrick Queen, Christian Wilkins, and, and um, Josh Allen. Boy. Yeah, yeah. Whew. I don't know. I was, I was, I've been accused of being stingy. Yeah, I, I was about guess. to I don't say. Know. I guess my dream scenario is that, sounds uh, like someone found religion. I guess I don't know. Yeah, because the two of us had been so. Now, according to Ron, I would have room for all of those guys plus <laughs> Mike Evans and Saquon Barkley and CJ's like second to. contract in th- in three There's years. There's nothing nothing you can do that right. prevents you from signing more people. That's always. Right. That's right. Yeah. All right, um, boy, uh, Russell Wilson had some interesting things to say. On the I Am Athlete podcast, could we ever see D'Amico Ryans doing something this slimy? 
That is next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Some of y'all are really twisting the rules of kiss, marry, kill, all right? Yeah, it's kissing. It's not it's a simple game. Not aggressively fornicating with Christian Wilkins, okay? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I don't care how much you want Christian Wilkins. Yeah. You're not actually allowed to, oh, that's to middle make screen. sweet love to him. <laughs> that's middle screen. Uh. <laughs> I hope if the Texans if the Texans sign Christian Wilkins, I can't wait to show him all the texts of people who say that they want to all right. the sexual things they want to do. To <laughs> right, right. Hey, that'll be good. We can show them at training camp. Um, <laughs> he's funny, by the way. Christian Wilkins is... Is he? Uh, he's got personality. Yeah. Oh, good. For you for you, less superficial Right, types. right, right. He's got a good um, personality, okay? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he does this thing. Honestly, he's kind of a bully. He's doing it in a goofy way, but he'll grab the he'll grab the the towels off of running backs and wide receivers' waist. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah! I've seen it's, that. Like his, Alvin Kamara was walking off the field, and Christian Wilkins just grabbed his towel and threw it away. That's a <laughs> nice, subtle, annoying thing. I think you know, it's an annoying thing that might draw a penalty. Yeah, uh, or it might get taken as a joke. Yeah. yeah. I like it. He was talking smack to. I'll, I'll pull this audio for later. He was talking smack to somebody uh, when he was mic'd up, and the offensive lineman, the offensive line came back at him and was uh, and pushed him. And, and Christian Wilkins all of a sudden went from like talking hard to like, "I'm not afraid of you." <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, intentionally yes. dorky. Please find yeah. that. <laughs> Please find. Yeah, that. yeah. All right. Um, we're giving away rodeo tickets this segment, so be listening throughout this segment and the uh, cue to call. And you could be off to uh, the rodeo on March the eighth to see Major Laser on March the eighth. All right, so Major Laser, Major Laser, yeah. So Russell Wilson was on the I Am Athlete podcast yes. and did a deep dive on something we already knew, already knew about. Like we knew that the Broncos had gone to him midseason to try to get him to remove his injury guarantee for next year. Yeah. Otherwise, we ain't starting you anymore. We, you ain't playing if you don't remove this injury guarantee because we don't we don't want to be on the hook for that. Well, and here he just he kind of lays it out right here how it happened. And that's when I got that call and I was like, I'm confused what's going on. And I didn't believe it at first. I was like, this this can't be real. And I got that call that hey, we're going to bench you for the next 9 games if you know, you don't change the injury guarantee. Yeah, they want to re- push back my injury guarantee and remove it for that rest of the year. So that way, if I get injured, that they don't have to pay it. It, it was it was no way I was going to do that. And so when they said that hey, we're, we're going to bench you, we're going to bench you, I said, all right, that, that's what you want to do. Yeah. So like, and that happened after the their Chiefs game before their, um, or excuse me, after the, yeah after the Chiefs game before their bye week. Yeah. So they had like a weekend off and didn't know what was going to happen. They were headed into the the Broncos versus Bills game, which was a Monday night game, I believe, right? Uh, um, Broncos Bills was a Monday night game yeah. on November thirteenth. Yep. So, <laughs> which is like that's not standard operating procedure. Like we're going to bench you unless you. Th- this is this happens in the off season. This happens 
right before the season a lot of times where they'll they'll be like uh, this happened to me once with Rick Smith. He said, "Okay, you're going to where I you we'd like you to take a pay cut we cuz this that and the other thing." And the implication as I understood it was I was going to get cut if I didn't take the pay cut. Um so they do that all the time. And it's like it's not dirty pool. It's one of the things that doesn't necessarily get publicized about how teams will try to screw players over. Um but they'll try to they got you in a hard place. They'll try to force you to take a pay cut. And uh, like, but this is—I've never heard of anything. This like is this. extreme. I mean, you're talking yeah. about shutting down a highly paid starting quarterback coming off of a win by two touchdowns over a team that would eventually win the over the defending Super Bowl champs, yeah, and the team that would eventually win the Super Bowl. Like, I've never if, heard of such a thing before. If they don't, right? And like, the, it, it's basing the playing time on a contract structure thing like that in the middle of a season. It's clearly looking towards the future for the Broncos. Um, and it was, yeah, like Russell Wilson wasn't actually playing that well. They were doing no. everything they could. Like Sean Payton did a really good job of getting the best out of Russell Wilson for a stretch this season, yeah. but, but it's an awkward situation. And, uh, there was a, basically as Russell explains it, there was a little bit of a, 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 a lot of, uh, uncertainty and maybe a staring contest going on. My agent talked to the NFLPA, the NFLPA called me to ask, you know, and then, they they talked to the NFL. The NFL was like, "This can't, you can't. This is illegal. You can't do this." Just like sitting here, I didn't know if I was going to play the following week. We had Monday Night Football against the Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. the following week, so I'm like, "Am I going to play? Am I not?" Like, so now I'm sitting there, like, "Okay, well, we'll see what happens." So then, the whole week, all the way, and I get back on Monday. I still don't know necessarily what's going to happen. And uh, on that on that Monday, that's when I meet with Sean, and Sean's like, "Hey, don't forget, like nothing happened. We're just you're going to play this week." Against Buffalo, we got a big game against Buffalo. You got to go win on Monday Night Football, and I'm like, "All right." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's some wild. Yeah. Odd. That's the wildest part to me is just Peyton going back to him like, "All right, yeah, just yeah. kidding. Just uh, forget that it ever happened." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, now, if if that is indeed the way it happened, I right. don't. You know, Russell Wilson's not my favorite person on earth, and I don't. I don't like any of the people involved in this story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, it's okay to not like Sean Payton or Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's a hundred percent okay. As I'm as I'm watching this video of this snippet of I am athlete, um, Brandon Marshall's the host, um, and I'm as I'm watching this, I'm going, man, am I am I just naive? Like I. I could I couldn't imagine D'Amico Ryan's doing something like that. I mean, I hope he's never in a spot where he feels that way about his quarterback. Because our hope is that his quarterback for the next however many years is C.J. Stroud playing at a very high level. Um, but that is a like that's an incredibly slimy thing to do to me. Like it's it's a slimy. Th- I think it's a slimy thing to do to the team. Uh, you know, I, Russ isn't great. But I think at that juncture in the season, he probably is the quarterback that gives them the best chance to win football games. And now you're talking about guys where the clock is ticking on guys' careers. You only get so many years in the league. You only get so many chances, especially veteran guys. And now you're, you're talking about benching your starting quarterback because you, you're looking ahead to what things need to look like in year three and four of your tenure there. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, it's so I, unfair. I think it boils down to, I, I guess, it's unfair and yet like Russell Wilson didn't have to do it. You know, and he didn't do it. Ultimately, he won the staring contest. He did. Uh, it's. I think when, from Sean Payton's perspective, I I very much doubt. No matter how much propaganda he fed Colin Coward before getting the job, I don't think that he ever actually really believed in Russell Wilson. I agree, and I, I'm certain. I I would ninety nine percent say certainly didn't like Russell Wilson by the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and knew that it probably wasn't going to be the marriage made in heaven. So at that point, I think he was just trying to—he was just trying to do what he felt was best for the team, like long term. Yeah. And is it is it dirty pool? Sure, uh, but he just didn't care. I yeah. guess <laughs> he just—he just flat out didn't care. Yeah. To be clear, I don't really feel bad for Russ. I feel bad for if it had happened that way. If it had gone down, I would have felt bad for the other guys on the Broncos. They, you know, yeah. you're wasting a year on a team. I, I like. I wonder if there's a part of Sean Payton that wonders um, maybe if he hadn't acted like. At least according to Colin Coward, uh, like the Texans were the dumbest organization on earth that he could have already had his quarterback that he would he wouldn't have to be threatening uh, C- he wouldn't have to be threatening CJ Stroud with weird Dude. stuff like this for at least three more years. Dude, every Sean Payton story that I see 
it just reinforced. God, I'm like, I'm so glad that didn't happen for the Texans. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so, I'm so glad D'Amico Ryan's is the head coach here. Yeah, so glad it's not Sean Payton. Especially like you hear stories from people in Denver that cover the team about what Camp Payton was like, and you compare it to what Camp Texans was like this summer, and it's just, it's, uh, it, it, it sounds like night and day. Denver's picking twelfth, well, Seth. Yeah. Denver's, Real quick yeah. before we before oh, yeah, we yeah, yeah, this yeah. topic, I just want to I want to get your opinion on this on whether or not Russ was truly being uh, uh, a hero for mm. the working man here and standing up for the rights of other uh, when he said this about why he couldn't accept that why he couldn't get rid of those injury guarantees. Right. I didn't want to set a, a precedent for players to remove their injury guarantees. Yeah. He was doing it for everybody, you see, Sean. Yeah, he's doing it, was, it for uh, the greater it good. Just the, it wasn't just the, the $45 million or so that he's guaranteed to still get this year or anything. The, the, it, was for, it, was for the, it was for the little guys. Yeah, They're going to name a trophy after Russell Wilson, the, the Russell Wilson Courage Trophy, for so staring probably, yeah. into the abyss of Sean Payton's vacant face and saying, no, I am not waiving my injury guarantee. Man, that's such a it's nice a hero. I, it's, like, at it, it various times... If the Texans would have traded for Russell Wilson, if they hire, if they would have hired Sean Payton, if they would have hired Sean Payton last year, and then they still ended up with um, C.J. Stroud, I, like I think, I think we'd be feeling pretty good about. Sean oh Payton yeah, right oh now. yeah, for you sure, know? for sure. It wouldn't be as much fun as with D'Amico, but I think we'd still be feeling pretty good about Sean Payton. Right, and we'd have no idea what it would feel like to have D'Amico Ryan's as your head coach. So there's nothing really to compare it to. You know, he now it's like we've had a year of D'Amico. Like this is awesome. This is great. Uh, would would we like Sean Payton more than Bill O'Brien already? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. CJ would be just playing really well. Yep. Uh, yep. And I just think he. I say what you will about Payton. He's just. I think he's he's better at that job than Bill O'Brien than Bill O'Brien is. You know, he's a better head coach. Would we like Bill O'Brien? Would we like at this point? Would we like Sean Payton? Nah, that's a weird game to play. Um. So kiss, uh, yeah, marry, I, or kill. Yeah. Sean Payton, <laughs> Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Um. Denver is picking 12th in the draft. Are they a candidate to make a big move up, do you think, to go get one of these quarterbacks? Or do you think they lay out and – you think they take a quarterback or you think they roll with Jared Stidham for a year? I'm anxious to see what they do. Because they, they won enough games where they kind of won their way out of the QB sweepstakes if you want one yeah. of the tippy-top guys in this draft. I know. It's going to be hard to trade up above – Everybody else above them who might also want to trade up. Yeah. Let's see. I'm looking at like uh, Dallas Turner is going to them in the athletic mock draft. Okay. Um, so I, uh, they, they did like, did Peyton trade for Stidham? Peyton signed Stidham. Signed yeah. Stidham. That's right. Yep. Signed Stidham. Yep. Yeah. Signed him they're go, they'll probably go with, they'll probably wait and see who falls and how it all works out. Yeah. yeah. Look- uh, they're a candidate. I just don't think that they can do all that ag- they, they can't be that all that aggressive. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just looking at 12. There's, you know, there's three big quarterbacks, and there's a bunch of teams that could probably use a quarterback picking in front of them, I would say. Um, all right, Payne and Pendergast with you on a, um, on a Tuesday. Top of the hour, we'll do the 8 at 8. Eight stories to get your day going. Let's give away some rodeo tickets right now. Major Laser, 713-572-4610. Caller number 5. Pair of tickets to see Major Laser live at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo on March the 8th. Caller number 5, 713-572-4610. We'll do it again in the final hour of the show and listen all day long to win tickets to the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. We've been doing it every Tuesday and Thursday since they announced the uh, the lineup or over the last few weeks. So we're going to continue to do it this week. So be listening, 713-572-4610, March the 8th. Major laser. All right, news on the running back front for the Texans. We're talking about the running backs the Texans could go get. What's the most likely scenario for Damian Pierce? Where is Damian Pierce in week one of 2024? I've got five scenarios here. Which one is most likely? We'll run through them next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, so running back is a big topic. It's going to be a big topic, certainly through free agency. I would imagine they're going to draft a running back as well. We, I guess just for purposes of News items, it looks like there will be no franchise tag for Saquon Barkley or Josh Jacobs, so both are going to be available. Derrick Henry, looks like no tag. All these guys who, you know, a year or so, a year or two ago, if it were this same juncture, Austin Eckler, Tony Pollard got a tag last year. Um, It's going to be, it is going to be a flush market of veteran running backs who have been productive. I guess the toughest thing, Seth, will be sniffing out which ones what the odometer is like on all these guys. That's the biggest yeah. thing probably. Yeah. Right? And the, the health, uh, the health part of it for running backs, especially is especially critical since so many guys just seem to fall off a cliff on their second contract and production diminishes as they get closer to 30 in general. And there's always exceptions. Uh, you know, I, Derek, Derek Henry has certainly been an exception so far with how durable he's been, despite how many carries he's had. the, the injuries with Saquon Barkley are what scare me the most. Um, and just also that, like, even missed games is one thing, but guys who don't play particularly well when they do miss games, that concerns me too. That, that annoys me more than anything. I like guys that go out there and play their ass off while also banged up. Saquon Barkley, it seems like it's like, all, it's like a race car is missing an entire wheel when he goes out there and tries to gut through an injury. <laughs> what, um, what do you make of Aaron Wilson saying that Barkley's been reaching out to some Texans, including C.J. Stroud? Sounds desperate. I don't yeah. like it either. I'd, I'd rather get the running back who's kind of laying out and seeing who's coming to him, you know? Why do you got to reach out, man? Why you got to, you know? Yeah, what's, so, what's so big about, like, why are you... <laughs> I don't... Honestly, what, what do I make of that report? I, like, I, I don't make anything of it at yeah. all. I just... I, I feel like these are one of these reports that, all right... A guy texted somebody. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't. Is he texting other people? Is he texting? Uh, uh, do they know each other from something else? Are they texting about a charity event and they happen right. to mention like, oh, it would be cool to be right. or anything? Like, okay, yeah. Uh, CJ talked to Derrick Henry at the Pro Bowl. CJ's talked to apparently uh, talked to Saquon Barkley. It means absolutely nothing because it's not involving the team itself. I think what we are a hundred percent going to hear is the false story that CJ told the Texans to trap <laughs> Tank Dell and that that's why they drafted him. Since that's the way people yeah. believe that story actually went, um, there's going to be a lot of people that think like, oh yeah, yeah, CJ's uh, telling the team to go get Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Um, so a year ago... And I'm joking about it being seeming desperate, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, if he's connecting with future teammates, so be it. Um, they, the uh, NFL.com, they had a uh, running back position summary on their website yesterday that summarized, okay, here's all the guys that are free agents, you know, that they're theoretically losing or could lose. Here's what the room looks like right now. And, man, like, it's it's bad for the Texans right now, just as far, like, to your point, Seth, that, you know, they've got a lot of positions where they got to go get guys. Um, a year ago, we would not have been saying that, though, because Damian Pierce was in that running back room. A year ago, Damian Pierce was the face of the franchise, that's not an exaggeration. Like he, they hadn't signed any free agents yet. <clears throat> they had not drafted C.J. Stroud nor Will Anderson. When they sent the the uh, collateral out to potential season ticket holders or to existing season ticket holders to say, "Hey, you want to get tickets to the Texans next year?" They had eight or nine guys on the collateral material. You know, kind of in a sort of a triangle shape. You know, point of the arrow kind of thing. And the guy standing at the front of the point of the arrow was not Laramie Tunsil. It wasn't Derek yeah. Stingley Jr. It wasn't Jalen Petrie. It was all guys on the team at this time last year. It was Damian Pierce. He got zero snaps in their last playoff game. Like it's, it is a, it's a, I mean, it's, it's a wild plummet. And I hate it because he's one of the best dudes that's ever played for the Texans. A nicer guy you will never meet. 
Um, well, and he, yeah, and even in, in even in plummeting, he's taken full accountability yes, for it. Which, it didn't point yes. fingers at all. Was on with you and Clinton explained how he just his, he did not grasp this scheme well, and he needs to figure it out this off season. Yeah. So yeah, there's zero to there's zero reason to feel any animosity towards him other than that man the the kid worked as hard as he ever did, uh, and just it just was not it was a, a scheme mismatch at least in the first year. Maybe it'll be different this year. I've got five scenarios for Damian Pierce as to how this plays out with him over the next few months, and I've I've. I'd put them in ascending order of likelihood. Um, and I want you just to tell me if I'm off base or not. I think the least likely scenario of the five is he is the week one starter for the Houston Texans. Yeah, I would, I would agree with you there. Yeah. I, don't, I think that um, if they bring in another running back, uh, if it's Devin Singletary that they re-sign, obviously it would still be Devin Singletary. Uh, but it's going to be somebody that's just been – it, it's shown some semblance of thriving in a in a pro style zone running system that uh, that that's just that Damien has not as of yet. My um my next scenario, fourth most likely scenario, is that the system clicks and he's part of the rotation again. Mm-hmm. That he's getting eight to ten carries a game. Uh, yeah, um, and I think. I might disagree with you on where this is. Yep. I, like, I'm a little bit more optimistic that that might happen this year just because, A, I do think they probably love all the intangibles about Damian Pierce. Uh, but, B, Bobby Slowick. I mean, Bobby Slowick was trying to workshop some stuff for Damian P- Pierce last year uh, that that was more his style and in line with what he can do. And I, they just, I, want, I think they see value in him. It's just that when he gets on the field – you can't be in a spot where a defense feels like, okay, we really only have to worry about one package of runs. You know, it just, yeah. it just really hurts your versatility as an offense. If a defense knows that this, that you're not going to run certain plays when Damian Pierce is on the field. Yep. But, but I do think that they, they see him as a rhythm changer in some regards. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, ascending order here is that he just doesn't make the team. Like he's in camp. He's, yeah. he's there. He's competing with, a bunch of running backs. This one's a little dicey for me. I, that's kind of why I plunked it in the middle because we don't know, we don't know who they're signing. We don't know how many backs they're signing. You know, do they go yeah. with an approach where they go get three mid-tier backs as opposed to one big fish that they feel they can pair with Damian? So I plunked it right in the middle that he just he's in camp and he's one of the you know after the last preseason game he's one of the guys that gets cut. Yeah, which is on the it's on the board I think. It's on the board. I, I'm going to wait to comment on that until we get to your number one okay. item because I think I feel like you. I feel like you're arguing against yourself. I'm going to expose your. I'm going to expose your hypocrisy. Good, here, good, good. Number two, I think he makes the team. He's kept for depth, special teams, kind of what he was at the end of last year. Kept for depth. Yeah. Okay. So he's a part of the rotation, but not not the running back rotation. Not he's like a Dario Gumbawale. He's Dario. Yeah. He's, okay. He's Dario. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I, bet, I I agree with you on that being the second most likely okay. scenario. That's um, in that they still yeah they'll use them on a few snaps per game, but that is, as a returner or whatever. Yeah, that that makes sense. That's a good one. Number one, traded, mm-hmm. trade him for a day three pick. Uh, yeah, like or or just traded regardless of price. Yeah. I, I think that's very very possible because he's still on his rookie contract. I think there's guys there's there are a lot of teams out there that are going to see that like okay it was a scheme mismatch that's obvious. We feel like we can still do something with him. You know, just in the way Bill O'Brien used to sign players that had throttled his own team. I feel like there's a lot of teams out there that are like yeah. Yeah, I remember when I remember when Damian Pierce ran all. I remember when he broke nine tackles yes. against us, the Jaguars. Yes. That, yeah, I think there's a good chance that teams like that say, "Yeah, I'll I'll take Damian Pierce for a a six rounder, whatever." Which is why that's what that and that's my comment on number th- um, on cut. You, you're putting cut at three. I feel like if, if traded is the most likely scenario, then cut is probably the least likely scenario. Mm. I think there is value out there for him for yeah. sure. Like he's just he was. He flashed way too much as a rookie for there not to be teams out there that think, all right, yeah, we got to bring. Like, yeah, I, I like the upside of Damian Pierce way more than these other three jamokes we got on the roster right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, I would love nothing more than Damian Pierce to, to have this thing click. You know what I mean? Yeah. To, to, it, would be, it would be fantastic. I, I wonder how much, I, how much you think they're factoring Damian Pierce into how they're approaching running back in the draft and free agency. 
Do you, I mean, is he a non-factor in their evaluation? If you were, if you were Nick Casario and D'Amico Ryan, yeah, how much really would you question. be factoring Damian Pierce into your evaluation of the running back room? I think they have to. That's where they. I think they've got him on the trading block already because you can't. You can't go. I, in, in a weird way, it's like J.D. Martinez, where they had already moved on from J.D. Martinez. So uh, the 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 cautionary tale with the Astros and J.D. Martinez would be that. Mentally, they had already moved on to the point where they didn't see that he had actually turned a corner. And like you don't want that to happen with Damian Pierce. I think you've got to be mentally ready to trade him if, if there's a good offer. And it might happen during the draft. But also be open as long as he's on the roster that, yeah, he is trying to figure the system out. It's just it's, it's, hard. it's hard to figure that out, really, until the regular season. I know there's – and it's just the, the preseason is such a joke anymore – that I don't know if yeah. you can figure out whether he's genuinely got it or not in in the preseason. That's where, again, it becomes more likely that he gets traded because I think the Texans are probably open to keeping him on the roster. They love him. They, they want him to succeed. And yet, it, on draft day, if Nick sees somebody he likes and that team wants to – the team he wants to trade with wants Damian Pierce. I think he's he's gone real quickly. I wonder you – know, a point made by a texture here. Derrick Henry talked about how long it took him – to understand the zone running scheme as well. Yeah. Um, play, they also mentioned Pierce came in lighter this past year. I put that aside. The Derrick Henry thing is what's interesting to me. If they were to sign Derrick Henry, you know, is there an ancillary, is there like a secondary effect with Derrick Henry where not only are you getting Derrick Henry, who would be your starting running back in this scheme, but as far as like Derrick Henry kind of, you know, for Damian Pierce to have somebody in the running back room with him who's been through the same struggles as he's been through. Yeah, yeah I think that's 100%. That's, that's, you know, I've cited that as one of the reasons that I want Derrick Henry is that he'd be like, you'd actually get what you're hoping you're going to get in Rex Burkhead, but also yep. a good running back. Yeah. And like that in this scheme where Derrick Henry was really, really good when he was with Arthur Smith, he was still, Derrick Henry was the second leading rusher in the league last year. Um, ahead of Saquon Barkley, even though Derrick Henry had a worse offensive line since people can't keep making excuses for Saquon Barkley in his awful offensive line. Uh, yeah, I think that's a, that's a big part of it that I would like. But again, I don't think that... It, but it shouldn't prevent you from moving on from Damian Pierce. I yeah. it just... Some of the, the guys... Okay, here are the guys that you're hoping figure it out in their second year in this system. Jalen Petrie, mm -hmm. right? Obviously yep. on the defensive side of the yep. ball. Yep. Uh, Damian Pierce, uh, 100%. He's a guy that you've seen there's an upside, but you just don't know. Of those two, who are you more optimistic about figuring it out like this year compared to last year? Jalen Petrie. Yeah. I, I think it's Jalen Petrie. And I wonder if they use Petrie differently this coming season than they did this past year as well, you know? I mean, Pierce is going to get used how he's used. You're a running back in the Kubshanistan system. Like, that's, that's sort of etched in stone how you get used. Whereas I think Petrie, look, I think they're going to give Petrie every, every, every opportunity to succeed or fail. That's yeah. evident. That's very yeah. evident. And, and okay, if you take, but I do think he's going to have to compete for a starting role this year. Yes. He's not going to be named a damn captain right off the bat. That was, that was one of the things I was very uncomfortable with last year is I was mostly optimistic about everything. The fact that like Damian Pierce and Jalen Petrie were being treated like ten year vets, I just that part that was rough. That was rough to watch. I, that was the part where I got was weird. really really nervous. Yeah, uh, because they, they they hadn't genuinely proven anything. As far as guys who weren't rookies last year but still have something to prove in a big big way this year, I think Brevin Jordan is on that list. Yep, yep. Brevin Jordan and and it's not even a scheme fit with him. I think it's more. I think it's more how do the Texans decide he's going to be used? Because mm -hmm. I I kind of liked him being in the backfield and being this H back that can you know be a jack of all trades. Yeah. Right? Now I don't. The big question there is can a guy handle that? Because there's a whole lot of more nuance to the route running and and figuring out all the like. I, I, I know people never believe me when I say this, but it's mentally taxing to be the guy that's in motion all the time. Yeah. There's a whole lot of moving parts. Aside from just remembering your initial task and how you're supposed to motion and everything, everything, all your responsibilities shift as you're motioning and as the defense adjusts to it. Um, so that's like, it's not as simple as it sounds, but I do, I do like him as a guy that doesn't quite fit the mold of a tight end, but when used creatively can do something, um, so Brevin Jordan, I'd hope, would, would pop out. That's a good one. Brevin Jordan. Let's see what good. this Case Keenum kid can do. <laughs> Give him a chance, man. Give him yeah, a chance. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I can't wait for the beginning of training camp. We need someone at the beginning of training camp to ask D'Amico Ryans if C.J. Stroud is the starter. <laughs> we need just just for oh, yeah, fun. That's right. Are you ready to name C.J. Stroud the <laughs> yeah. starter? Yeah, we need someone to do that. I just like to have. I hope when they go to mini camp, they have a kicker and a punter. Yeah, no kidding. Another, another I, you know what? I keep forgetting that when I talk about how the Texans have eight positions that don't have starters right now. That also that includes kicker and punter. Yeah. Ten, yeah. ten positions where you don't have a kicker on the. You don't even have a guy on the roster right now. Yeah. So it's kind of a big deal. I wonder if Kaimi gets a big deal from somebody. I wonder if, like, you know, there's teams that had serious kicking issues this year. I wonder if Kaimi Kaimi's contract. Offer. And by the way, uh, I didn't know this except for Texans camp. You can't franchise tag Kaimi Fairbairn right. for people that have asked. He it's, got uh, it negotiated out of his deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.